from Landgram <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers podcast. My name is Eric, and I'm here today with creative director Walt Keys. Hey, how's it going? And, of course, our head brewer, Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. And, guys, we are talking about a new brand for us. We're talking Batacuda. Did I say that right, Walt? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In my head, I've been saying Batacuda. That sounds fancier. I like that. It's a uh, Brazilian uh, term for for percussion uh, based musical style, popular in the uh, sort of carnival parades um i won't pretend to be able to speak with a brazilian portuguese accent but uh batucada is what i've been saying in my head well batucada is a brazilian katharina style sour what is katharina style uh it's something that's it's popped up in the last five years um uh sort of cropping up from the brazilian homebrew scene where they're just using a lot of their sort of insane uh you know variety of tropical fruits just over the top uh fruiting levels um moderately tart um usually 50 50 uh sort of base malt either uh two row or pills and uh wheat which i think we did we'll say we did and um usually on the spritzier end for uh carbonation which we also try to do for this it's really fruity, and uh, I mean that in a very positive way. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the record for saying that sours are not my favorite style of beer, but this beer is drinkable for sure. Like it's very, very tart, very fruity, and I like I like the spritziness. Uh, I, when we've done in the past for some other beers, I've always enjoyed a little bit of a more of a poppy carb. Yeah, it's fruity, but you still get you still get that tartness coming through. It still tastes like a like a sour beer, not just like a slushy. Um, and that yeah, that tartness. Um, keeps coming back. It's super refreshing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a really nice, uh, easy drinking beer for sort of late late summer, early fall for sure. Yeah, I feel like September is getting warmer and warmer with every passing year. I wonder uh, why that is. Yeah, you know, it could be anything. But <laughs> the uh, yeah, this will definitely be a nice uh, cool down for uh, the heat of the the September month. Yeah, it's uh, and the nice thing about the, this style of beer is they're they're not usually. Super high ABV either. It's usually pretty moderate, somewhere between five and six. And, um, I mean, we packed as much fruit in this thing as we could, you know, within <laughs> economical reason. But well, What fruits did we put in here? It was a, man, I forget the blend now. I think it was like four, two, one, one of um, guava, uh, pineapple, soursop, and tamarind. Um, yeah. Soursop is a fruit I'm not familiar with. I say these things we can get at Kroger. Or? Uh, not the soursop. Okay. Uh, the tamarind you probably can either with it, like the pods or the paste. But um, soursop is 
I've I've had it in uh, Puerto Rico before, and then it's usually found pretty widespread across uh, South America. But it's um oh, I mean it's kind of um, funky orange, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, I'm looking at our show notes yeah. too. And I see the yeast strain is galactic. Is that one? I don't. I don't remember seeing that a lot. Is that one that's kind of new for us, or is that just for kind of like sours? We have used it once before. Uh, Berkeley yeast um, sells a scene uh, a strain of uh, Chico, which is kind of like your general generic American ale stri- um, strain of yeast that um, has uh, been modified with CRISPR to produce lactic acid. So. Um, Lest everyone freak out, it is uh, cisgenic, not transgenic. So they're not um, they're not putting genes into yeast. It's it's just doing what it normally does. They're just modifying the promoters to um, make it produce lactic acid when it normally would not. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild indeed. Uh, so well, you had mentioned that it is uh, goes down pretty easy. It's mm-hmm. got a nice cool down beer. How crushable do we think this beer is? How crushable is it? Uh, Dan, you mentioned it's lower ABV. We're looking at 5.3. I mean, it's definitely super drinkable. Um, and I would give, I mean, I, I think it's very crushable, so to speak. Um, the only thing bringing it down for me is just because of the tartness and because of all the fruit, there's just a ton of flavor there. Um, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a three. Um, and again, it goes down really easy. It's super refreshing, but just that, that tartness, at least for me, kind of builds up and, um, you know, after, after having a couple, I'd probably switch to something a little, um, cleaner, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know Liquid death or, uh, oh sure. Walt has a a whole selection of uh, beverages in front of him as he's (laughs) switched to liquid death, which is just water. (laughs) Um, but no, I really good beer. Um, but I'm going to go with the three just for the from the tartness um i'll I'll say four but i would have to actually this is one where i might have to um put it to the test uh we'll see um after i get that third one if i get that sweet sweet heartburn um yeah um but i think it's again this isn't overtly sour it's not ripping i think the base beer came in um pretty moderately tart at like around Three six, so the super super tart for us is like three two. Um, you have to remember it's a logarithmic scale too. So um, we actually added um, a bit of lime juice. Um, I was thinking of dosing in citric acid, but I'm like, well, I don't, you know, lime juice is essentially <laughs> citric acid. Um, and so we we just uh, to make it pop a little bit because the just the impression of all of those fruits. Um, it was a little too sweet, and I wanted it to have a little bit more bite, a little bit more pop to it. So it's not being overtly sour, I would say, for, to get back to the point. Yeah, and Dan, so I know we've done the Katarina Sour before, a uh, beer called Suko, which we brewed with in collaboration with uh, Forbidden Root. Mm-hmm. Um, that beer was awesome. This beer is awesome. Um, obviously I think the fruit, the fruit additions are different. Were there any other major, uh, changes from that recipe to this one? Um, well that, I think that we used the Brazilian pink peppercorns, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if they actually did anything, but, um, 
it looked good written on the can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the the base is essentially um the same. The the main thing about this is uh, I did some dosing trials, just got a bunch of um different tropical fruits from uh aseptic um fruit purees and I think all of these on their own are kind of um, have things that uh, detract from them. Uh, guava is kind can be meaty or kind of savory. Uh, pineapple on its own gets a little pukey. Um, soursop is again it's it's funky and it uh, can be quite tart. And uh, tamarind is very very tart, uh, which I I really like tamarind, but it's a it's a mixer definitely doesn't. Um, shouldn't be on its own so but all of those things together i think uh blend together really well i mean i can taste the individual elements of all of them in the glass dan are you as uh experimental in the kitchen as you are in the uh, brewery do you use tamarind and uh, uh any sort of dining dining dishes um not so much tamarind uh, but i usually have i've got a, a a nice cupboard of sauces, spices, and I'll just kind of throw them together. And there's nothing uh, I've ever eaten that didn't deserve to be thrown in a taco. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong to think there was a... When we did the Batch 1000 last year for the anniversary party, was there was there a variant with tamarind? Or am I... Conf- yeah, there was a there an- was. ancho tamarind. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it was based off that hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say a three on a normal day of drinking, but if I was, I feel like this beer is kind of putting me in the sort of like tropical mood. And if I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt at like a tiki bar, I could probably slam five of these pretty easily. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take the middle there and, and go with a four uh, with Dan. Yeah. If you're at the, like at the beach on a hot day, um, or poolside or, yeah. uh, I mean, out on a, Veranda of some kind in the summer, in the heat, in the S- September sun. It's a I, you could get up there, I think, with this beer. Yeah, as I'm drinking, it's kind of putting me in that state of mind, even though we're in a very cold, dank office right now. Dank. <laughs> yeah, I guess the air conditioning started working up here again. So it's good. dank. So dank. Um, yeah. Um, what? Uh, well, tell us a little bit about the label and what. Because uh, I know you had said it's. Uh, this is kind of a little bit um, similar to our suko. I think the can is is a little similar as well. Uh, yeah, very similar color palette. Um, you know, I think we wanted to just differentiate a little bit uh, with that one being a, um, a collaboration. It kind of existed outside of our like usual uh, can structure and so i wanted to kind of bring it back into to the land grant sort of visual language and um with the you know with the name Batsukata basically referencing drum based music um i basically it's essentially on on the label is a um traditional uh drum that would be that you would see a Batsukata band playing with um while parading through uh Brazil through Rio, um, and then with kind of the feather background um, pulled from like the traditional like carnival uh, costume, um, or maybe costume is not the right word, but uh, clothing or apparel, you know, that you would see uh, in in a parade down there. So um, yeah, definitely pulled inspiration from that, and um, I don't know, I just wanted it to be colorful and, and fun and 
reflect the flavors in the can. Um, and I think it turned out pretty good. I feel like we should have coordinated some sort of event where we do like a drum circle to coincide with the release of this beer. We can all wear Hawaiian shirts and do a land grant tiki day. Yeah. Next year. Perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's fun. And yeah, I think Isuko was one of my, one of my favorite beers we've done. And I really liked the, the way that label turned out. So I kind of wanted to just update that and uh, keep the same sort of spirit. Yeah. It's super colorful and it definitely catches your eye. So it looks really cool, man. Good job on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys want to get into what's going on at the tap room this week? Yeah, and I guess real quick, um, a programming note. Um, obviously, we didn't have. I mean, obviously, because everyone listening to this listens. You weird listeners can. might notice. Um, we didn't have an episode last week. That's because we have shifted our recording schedule, which going forward really shouldn't affect uh, listeners too much. Um, but we're now recording on Fridays instead of Wednesdays. But uh, episodes still coming out on Thursdays, so so yeah, not you know if you if you download this every Thursday, that won't change. But um, you know when we talk about things like Ohio State football games or whatever, they're they're a little further out in the they're further in the past than they have been for the recording in recording time. I don't know that, peak, if any of that makes any sense. Yeah, it's a peek behind the curtain of what's going on behind the scenes here. <laughs> yeah. Beers the Brewers. Um, yeah. So anyway. The day we're recording this, we're hosting the 2002 National Championship uh, Ohio State Buckeye football team, which is really cool, and we're excited about that. Wasn't that great when you guys all saw that and you came? Yeah, it was wonderful. (laughs) And then we played Notre Dame tomorrow night, which is very exciting, and I'm sure that we won. Um, Hopefully that's not a jinx that I just put on the the tape. I'm going to have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm guessing that by the time uh, they listen to this, there'll still be a smoldering crater in the middle of the field in the shape of a leprechaun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, steaming gently in the morning dew. (laughs) But yes, by the time anyone listens to this, the um, results of the Notre Dame-Ohio State game will be well in uh, hand one way or the other. Uh, Hopefully the Buckeyes win, but that Leads me into the fact that it is football season, and we will be showing all of the Ohio State football games, um, and I guess any other big games going on that don't interfere with those, out in the beer garden on the big screen, um, inside in the tap room. We'll have uh, alumni band members here for away games, like we did last season, and a pretty good atmosphere out there. So come down and watch a football game with us this season. Um, yeah, and then we've got one one big special event left on the calendar for this year, and that is the Land Grant 8th Anniversary um, Party. It's going to be on Saturday, October 1st. It's a free event, uh, family-friendly, at least early on in the day. Come on down. Lots of special beers, old beers, new beers, limited beers, infused beers. Does it get not family-friendly? Well, I mean, you know, it's just... We got the Shazbots playing early in the day, so it's, like, extra family-friendly. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I wouldn't say it's not family-friendly in the afternoon, but, you know, I think if you were going to come down with kids, earlier is better. Not midnight? Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> in the afternoons when I go around just frowning at families, so in that sense, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we just shaking my head disapprovingly at families. <laughs> Dan will be out there kicking, judging you all, children arms out folded across my chest. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't guarantee that you won't hear some salty language around your children if you come. Dan, go yarn. What do you eight, do after you? eight p.m.? Anyway. Um, yeah, anniversary party October first. We actually just put the website page up for this. A lot of details still to come, like full beer list and all that. But uh, 
you can go out to landgrantbrewing.com. There's a link right up there at the top. This is the 8th anniversary party. But if you want to go straight there, it's landgrantbrewing.com slash LG8 um, with all the details. But uh, what you need to know right now is it's October 1st. It's all day. Doors open at 11. Uh, we got music. We got Ohio State. We got the crew playing. Uh, we'll have food. Lots of special beer. Um, it'll be fun to come on out. All right. So here's the rundown. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that Meredith is accounting for our new time shift correctly so if any of this is wrong don't blame me blame yeah. meredith feedback at meredith at landgrantbrewing.com <laughs> 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 yeah. feedback at meredith at landgrantbrewing.com is the email address that will not work <laughs> so send it there um and uh, we will uh, take that into account but anyway a lot of these events happen every week so you know even if i don't get the details right they're pretty much right <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, there's Scott. That's why Walt's not the brewer. Scott was back there this whole time. Um, anyway, Thursday night, we've got live music featuring the Root Society. Um, that is from 6 to 8. We have live music every Thursday night uh, in the beer garden as well as sun- Sunday afternoons until it gets cold. Um, tomorrow, Friday, is a Franklinton Friday. Uh, so as we always do, we've got a special beer release. Um, Randy, I hope I say his last name right, but Randy... Kudirk, with a Q at the end there, um, did the artwork. It's really cool. Um, and I believe the beer this month is a, it's a ginger apricot amber lager. Is that right? Well done. Nailed it. Um, so pretty tasty beer, pretty cool label. Um, come on out for Franklinton Friday. Um, we'll have live music as well, and the crew play away at 730 um, next Friday. So a rare Friday match for the crew. Uh, we'll have that on outside, weather permitting. Um uh, this Saturday, so Ohio State, uh, you know, m- going to make it two in a row. Coming off a victory from Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, against Arkansas State. Uh, that's another home game. Uh, first five games, I think, are home games this year for the Buckeyes. Um, are, they're playing Arkansas State at noon. We'll have that on as well. Sunday, F1, we've got the Italian Grand Prix at 9 a.m. Browns at Panthers from at 1. Uh, so I guess NFL starting this weekend. I, I well, Look at that. Browns at the Panthers. That's a big matchup against former um, Pro Bowl uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield. Um, should be, if not good for the Browns, very entertaining um, for everyone else. Uh, Sunday music market. So we'll have vendor pop-ups curated by, oh my gosh, watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, oh, and uh, music from Antoine Fatout Quartet, Quartet from 4 to 6. Um, yeah, Monday our Fall Cornhole League is on uh, place at 6 o'clock. I'm not sure. If, I'm pretty sure it's full, but uh, come out and, out and cheer the <laughs> cornhole players on if you want. It might not be sold out. If it's not, go to gocornhole.com uh, to sign up. Um, and then also it's worth mentioning our amazing food truck partners, um, Mikey's Late Night Slice and uh, Ray Ray's are here Thursday through er, and Dodo Donuts are here Thursday through Sunday. Mikey's also here on Monday nights as well. Um, Tortilla Street uh, Tortilla is here on Tuesdays and Two Fat Indians here on Wednesdays. So come support our awesome food truck partners, eat some yummy food. Oh, yeah, and that Tuesday, um, Pop Culture Trivia hosted by our friend Travis Hoesher. That's every Tuesday at 6. It's super fun. It's challenging. 
It's really easy to play. It's a very like small amount of effort to get involved. You just play right on your phone. It's great. Come play. And then we will be showing a movie, as we always do, and as we always can't say the name of the movie. This is a movie about a baseball team north of here. No um, crying in this baseball That league. is now called The Guardians that used to be called something else, and it involves voodoo and the guy from, uh, what's that, Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah, I that, was referencing the movie. wrong baseball movie. My bad, there's probably no cry. There's probably no crying. There's also voodoo. Did I already say voodoo? There's voodoo in the movie. Um, Yeah. So it's a classic uh, documentary movie about the (laughs) mid nineties Cleveland baseball team. And that's it. That's all I got. That was great. Uh, Can I ask? And if we have to edit it out, we can edit out. But do you guys have somebody you're rooting for in that uh, Panthers Browns game? I'm curious. I'm kind of switching over to the Panthers myself. I mean, I'm definitely rooting for uh, anyone but the Browns at this point. Fair enough. Not that I was a big Browns fan before, but I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I generally don't follow the NFL anymore, uh, yeah. which is good for me. I used to be a Browns fan, and I suppose I was uh, cheering for old uh, Joey football uh, in the Super Bowl last year. But yeah. apart from that, yeah, it's like nah. I was. I always liked Baker as a uh, personality, and so I think it'd be fun to watch him uh, come back and and beat his. Uh, his old team. Yeah, and I'm I'm with Dan. I definitely follow college a lot closer, um, but definitely as a Cincinnati and jumped on the uh, jumped on back on the bandwagon and uh, with la- last year's run. So I'm, like, I'm a little more interested this year now that the Bengals are sort of. Uh, I mean, they made the Super Bowl, so a competent team um, for like the second time in the history of the franchise, which is nice. But yeah, I'm not rearranging my schedule on Sundays. No. For both uh, both Ohio franchises is just uh, treat uh, Columbus fans as, as not real fans anyway. So just pick a side; it's fine. They <laughs> they're very indifferent to our presence, so it's okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you need to change allegiances, it's it's yeah, I love it's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a seamless process. <laughs> well, uh, guys, this is a pleasure as always. Um, I have one more question for you guys. It's September 2nd, as of the day we're recording, as the bird flies. Lord no, of the wait, R- no. Is it? Yeah, dude. Uh, wow, I thought it was the first. Premiere of the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Rings of Power series. It's a hard pass for me. I was going to ask, do you, which one are you doing with, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Because we've got competing fantasy franchises. It happening seems like people, the, like a lot of people, would be just interested in both. No, you got to choose one, man. You, why? You only watch one TV show? Because say you only had fifteen dollars a month for one subscription service, you can't watch both. HBO and Amazon are different. You don't have, but you don't have HBO and Amazon. It's not not <laughs> not, not, not how I'm phrasing the question. No, <laughs> not in this. I, I have both, and I'm oh, I'm right. gonna watch. Okay, you're gonna watch both. both. Um, although uh, you know, I'm still I'm coming around to uh, to seeing how the Lord of the Rings franchise translates to a television screen. Yeah. I'll say I'm more excited That's about the Lord of the Rings. At. When Game of Thrones ended, I was it, it pissed me off, and I'm done. I, I, I nailed the coffin. I, I wrote it off. I don't need to go back to the Westeros, but I'm happy to go back to Middle Earth. I did watch the first two episodes of the House of the Dragon, as it's called, and I enjoyed both. All right, I'm gonna stick it out. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's ten episodes. It's, you know. But you're you're a hard pass on Lord of the Rings. I'm I'm, I'm sort of where Dan is. I don't see how that's going to be a TV show. Um, 
But I could be wrong. If everyone watches it and says it's really good, I'll watch it. I just don't feel the need to watch it as it rolls out. Well, I guess. Tune back into Beers of the Brewers next week to find out if Walt <laughs> started Lord of the Rings. Rings of yeah. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button and come on back and let <laughs> get my review maybe. Well, um, next week uh, we will be talking about a, uh, a returning beer, a returning fan favorite. One of my favorite beers we make, Open Always, our collab, re- collab beer we do with uh, Buckeye Donuts. One that I know that a lot of people at the brewery always look forward to. So looking forward to that, too. Yeah, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. All right, guys. Uh, as always, please remember to tip your bartenders, and we will see you guys here at the tap room. Um, or we, yeah, or, or we will. We, You'll be here, and we'll be here, and we'll see you. That's right. Come down for a game. <laughs> We're doing stuff every day of the week, except for Wednesday. We just have that food truck. But outside of that, tons of things going down. Yeah, so we'll Wednesdays see are still fun. Sometimes it's fun when there's Sometimes it's going more, on. Sometimes it's arguably more fun. Yeah. All right. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Out.